Hello, everybody. It's Pastor Lenny once again. Um, and I am so blessed to be with you. And I am so blessed to, again, be able to bring uh, the Word of God to you. And uh, I believe the true, too good to be new covenant of grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace where Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of grace. For this gospel of grace, Paul's gospel of grace, was the power of God unto salvation for all who believed. And I believe that it's our ministry's purpose, myself and Pastor Lori's purpose, to bring to you a, a message of grace without any mixture or intermingling. And we're going to talk more about that as we go on. But I love you. Thank you for all you do for us. You bless me so much. Keep your comments coming. And I, I, I promise I, I will get back to each and every one of you. One way or another, I will get back to each and every one of you. So, But we're going to dive right in. Here it is. It's session number seven, I believe. Questions and answers. And here the question is asked the panel, but Jesus is on the panel. And uh, how would Jesus answer? So... This is session number seven, and it's question number six. And this is this has been brought on from, from someone who recently contacted me and and said, Hey, you know, Pastor Lenny, would this could this possibly be a good question? And well, you know what? Rather than me try to paraphrase, I'm gonna here it is. Is your healing or breakthrough? Is heal so here's a question. Is healing right? Or the, the breakthrough, is it hindered? Is it a hindrance? Because you've spent a lot of time panicking and complaining over disturbing symptoms before you learned the truth about healing. Did you make it worse by not knowing and not trusting? All right. So there's, there's the question. Is your healing, your healing breakthrough hindered? Is there a hindrance because you spent a lot of time panicking and complaining over disturbing symptoms before you learn the truth about your healing. I want you to understand something. Right in this very question, there's the answer, okay? It, it, and, and it's found in, in the part that says, um, because you spent a lot of time. You see, that's past tense. And we have to realize and we have to know that it was past tense and we have to keep it in the past. But in order to... To, to, to really uh, bring home an answer to this question, I always want to visit a portion of scripture that Jesus gave us. Paul tells us in, in 2 Corinthians chapter, or 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, that we need to study to show ourselves approved, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That means, Timothy, you gotta stand strong, you gotta be strong, you know, study, show yourself approved unto God, okay? Never be ashamed, right? Keeping law on one side, a straight cut, a straight cut, law on one side, and keep it away from grace, and keep it away from grace, and keep it away from grace, and stay strong in grace, and stay strong in grace. And that's what we're doing here, I believe, with this ministry. With this ministry... We want to remove you from the uh, from the equation, okay? Mixture, 
legalism, right? Commingling puts you in the equation. All right. That's why that's why many times Pastor Lenny was operating in guilt, shame, and condemnation, because Pastor Lenny was in the equation. He was in the equation. You know, the old the old covenant that Jesus replaced was a do-it-yourself system. So I was, you know, if I was in that covenant, the equation was on me. It was, Pastor Lenny, you must do this. And then it would equal God's blessing. Well, see, see Jesus replaced that. It's now in this new covenant system, it's Jesus. It's Jesus before the Father. He was the sacrifice and offering. Jesus accomplished everything, okay? He became a sin. He became a curse, all right? He was obedient, you know? He, 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 he was the righteous and holy sacrifice, you know, that, that entered into covenant with the Father through his blood, forgiveness of sins, uh, redemption, rescue. I mean, everything, sozo, salvation, the healing. It's, it's, it's all, it was all done between Jesus and the Father. And now we enter into this covenant between Jesus and the Father in faith. Now, see, now in this new covenant, our covenant of grace, Jesus, it's Jesus is everything. You believe in him, that's all that's needed, and you fully qualify. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 says, the Father has qualified us to qualify for the greatness of our inheritance. How did the Father qualify us? Why did the Father qualify us? You know, how are we qualified? Faith in Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is the only is the only thing that matters in this in this equation, Jesus. It's not a an an, an assistance an assistance covenant. In other words, it's Jesus plus your assistance equals the blessing. It's not an assistance based covenant. Does that make sense, Pastor? Lord? It's not an assistance based covenant. It's not you need to, you must, you have to. It's not an assistance based covenant. All right, it's not. It's Jesus, and and wow, I, I was John chapter eight verse thirty six. He who the Son has made free is free indeed. Jesus made He set me free, and in Galatians chapter five verse one, I'm going to stand therefore in the freedom where which Christ has made me free, and I am no longer going to be forevermore entangled into a yoke of bondage. He set me free. Yes, He set me free. Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. And what do I what do I do? I go to sleep. I go to sleep. You know, I remember. I remember back in the day when when me and my wife Lori and my three children, you know, we would have to go on a trip and we would have to travel across Route 80, uh, Pennsylvania Highway, all right? We were going from New York to Pittsburgh, and it was the winter time. And it might have been clear and nice where we live, and it might have been clear and nice in Pittsburgh. But all of a sudden, when you drive through the mountains on Route 80, oh my goodness, you talk about snow, and you talk about wind, and you talk about storms, okay? So now, we're driving, or I'm driving, and, and Lori, you know, she kind of has her her, her left hand on my on my right thigh, like, you got it, Lenny. It's okay. You got it. You got it. You're going to get us through this. You're going to get us through this. And, and, and I'm grabbing the steering wheel, okay, and my knuckles are white. They're white. 
I mean, I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm, I'm driving to a crawl. I'm dry. I'm, 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 I'm at a crawl and I could hardly see. And I'm like, where do I pull over? If I, if I, I can't pull over because there's no place for me to pull over. If I pull over, I might get run over. And so I, you know, I, 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 I kept going. I drove, I drove. I, now at that time, what was happening, right? In the, in the back seat, properly seated, properly fastened with seatbelts and whatnot, but they were my, th- my three children, Brandon, Stephen, and Allison. Lori, remember these times? And what were they doing? Lori, what were they doing? They were sleeping. They were sleeping. That's what they were doing. They got in the car in Newburgh. They woke up in Pittsburgh. The father did the work. So this is this is grace. Jesus did the work. We put our faith in Jesus. He wants us to do only Two things. Number one, grow in the knowledge of his love. And number two, rest in his grace. That's what we do. We rest. We go to sleep. I think of that portion of scripture. Do I have it here? Let me see I have it here. Yeah, from Mark. From Mark chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. I really like this portion of scripture and I've never heard this aspect of it preached or I haven't heard this aspect of it mentioned many times. And it says, it's talking about the sower. Here's another part of the many parables that Jesus gave in that portion of scripture. Here's yet another parable about the kingdom of God and whatnot. And it said, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God, guys. If a man should cast seed into the ground, right? Semicolon. He he casts seed into the ground. It doesn't say he keeps casting seed into the ground. It doesn't say he keeps checking the seed he cast into the ground. He didn't say it doesn't say he kept speaking to the seed that he cast into the ground. Do you, do you understand that? There was, no, there was no work. He, he, he sowed the word, right? He, he received the word. He received the word. We received the word in faith. Jesus Christ, right? Lord, Savior, risen from the grave, right? We, we, we believe in our hearts that, that God raised Jesus from the dead. And, and, and that's, we're righteous. And we confess with our mouth our salvation, okay? We're sowing that word. It's sowed. It's sowed. We don't keep seeing. He, he didn't keep sowing it. He didn't keep casting it. It said he sowed, he cast seed into the ground. That's it. Semicolon, right? Here's another thought. Now it goes, he went to bed, right? He woke up. Then he went to bed, right? You know, day and night. It doesn't indicate that he's thinking about that seed. Does it? You know, so many times we read things into scriptures that aren't there. Well, I'm not going to read 
into this portion of scripture anything except what's there. He goes to bed, he wakes up. He goes to bed and he wakes up. This tells me he's entered a position, a position of rest and trust. Rest and trust. That's it. Rest and trust. Rest and trust. And the seed, in this instance, we're talking about our healing, right? Spring up and grows up. And then he goes on to say, he doesn't even know how. He, how did that happen? I was sleeping. That's what, you know what? Let me tell you something. When it says, and he knows not how, there isn't a farmer alive that doesn't know, you know, what takes, you plant a seed, you, you put it in the soil, you give it water, the seed germinates, the seed sprouts, you know, you know, and, and, and then it begins to grow and you take care of it and stuff, whatever. There isn't a farmer alive that doesn't know what's taking place. There isn't. But here it says, he knows not how. He knows not how. What this is indicating is, it's like it almost caught him by surprise. <laughs> wow. He woke up and it was there. You wake up and you're healed. You wake up and you have the financial blessing. From doing what? Going to bed, waking up, going to bed, restful trust, rest, 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 rest. I love that portion of scripture. <laughs> I don't even know, you know. So that that's grace for me. That, that's, that's grace. I am out of the equation. I just keep hearing messages about the Christ because faith cometh by hearing and hearing about the Christ. I hear about Christ, faith comes, right? I, I hear about his love for me and faith worketh by love, right? Faith is energized by love. I fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and completer of my faith. That's it, that's, that's it, you know? I'm not gonna keep on standing on the word over my, you know? I don't really think I did that. I didn't do that when I was going through cancer. When, when, when the, Jesus was taking me through that cancer walk, that he healed, I don't think I ever fought it. I don't think I ever, you know, worried about taking my authority over it. Or I just, I had a peace. And I know my wife had a peace. And it, it, was, it was a restful peace. And all of a sudden, one day, it was gone. It was over. It was done. It was finished. And, and I could understand this portion of scripture from Mark. It's like, how'd that happen? How'd that happen? How'd that happen? I didn't fight. I didn't work. You know, I disarmed it. I disarmed cancer. I, I, I realize now that if the more I would have fought against it, the more I would have stood against it, the more I, the more I would, the more I would have boxed it and, you know, and the more power I would have given it. But in the, in the simple fact of my having complete peace, I disarmed that enemy. I disarmed it. I rested with my eyes on Jesus, and it was gone. Anyway, to get back to the question, here's the answer. Jesus gives us the answer. Jesus is amazing with his answers. And it all comes from Luke chapter 15. 
Just about any answer to what is grace or what is not or what is law and what is not, it's in Luke chapter 15. The story about the, the lost sheep, you know, that lost sheep didn't go looking for the shepherd, you know. No, 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 no. That shepherd went looking for the sheep. See, that's grace. That's grace. God keeps coming after you. God keeps looking for you. God is going to find you, and he will. That's, that's grace. The grace of God that brings salvation to all men, right? As, a, as appeared to all men. The grace that brings salvation to all men, right? Has appeared, right? It has appeared. God, God is making it appear. God searches. God seeks. God is going to break down every door. God is going to look behind every hillside. God is going to, going to search behind every rock and in every cave, and he's going to find that sheep. That's beautiful. That's grace. That's grace, guys. That's grace. You know, you got to seek him with all your, you know, hey, that's work. This is not grace. This is not work. This is grace. And let me tell you something. When you have true grace working in your life, you don't live any way you want to live. You don't live licentiousness, licentiously. Romans chapter 6, verse 14 says, sin has no more dominion over me. You want to have, you know, a, a life that has power? over sin and strip sin of his dominating power, grace, it's grace, it's true grace, it's grace. So anyway, and then the, the lost coin, okay? The lost coin, who's the lost coin, right? The Holy Spirit goes and looks and searches until they find that lost coin. Thank you, God. He found me. I didn't find God. He found me. He searched for me. He looked for me. He found me. He came He came looking. He came after me. Thank you, Father. Never gave up. Never gave up. He never will. And then, of course, the son, the wayward son. And in this story with the wayward son, this son, right, his father was wealthy, is wealthy, great wealth, great wealth, servants, right, multiple tents, right? All types of riches and jewelry and, and food and anything you could think of this father possessed. And so here's his son, you know, you know the story. He says, give, give me my inheritance. Give it to me now. I don't want to wait till, give it to me now. And he left. We've already talked about this, but, but, but here's a different aspect tonight to what we're going to be looking at. So he left. And at first he was living, he was living good. He was living nice. He was, you know, he had himself a nice pad. He was living in a nice apartment. All right. You know, he's having people over, throwing parties, riotous living, you know, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what riotous living means, but I could pretty much assume that it was riotous living. Okay. It wasn't wholesome living, you know. It might have involved some things that, you know, you ought not do, <laughs> right? So, and now he joined himself to, to a citizen of, of, of that land, okay? And all of a sudden, it, the money ran out. The funds ran out. He lost his pad. He lost his apartment. He probably lost his friend. He lost his friends. Yeah, I, I guess he did because the only friend quote he had said yeah i got a place for you it's it's with the pigs <laughs> he's with the pigs you know 
he's, he's living in with the pigs. And can you think, I'm such a loser. I'm such a loser. I wasted everything. What did I do? Look at all these lousy decisions I made. Look at all these horrible decisions I made. Oh my gosh, look at me. Look at me. What was me? I'm such a loser. I'm such a... And guess what? Pastor Lenny was there. Pastor Lenny was there. And you know who helped put me there? Religion. Religion. You know, religion and uh, legalism and, and mixture. But anyway, he's, a he's thinking he's a loser. Now, here's the great part. Here's the great part. His father never thought of him in that way. His father only saw him in one way. And that, and that was, he saw him as his son, with his authority, with everything that the father had belong, belonging to him, and a beloved son, never a servant. That's the, the father's view and the father's view and opinion never never changed. Never, never, ever, ever changed. The father's view and opinion of you will never change. Okay? Remember our filter. I am, I can, and I have. So here's the son. He comes to himself. He's hungry. He hasn't had a meal in a long time. He hasn't, he's hungry. And he says, man, I, my, the servants at my father's house, they, they eat good. They, I mean, they have a place to live. They have a shelter. I mean, they, whew, they doing a lot better than I am right now. I, I tell you what, I'm going to go to my father, you know, I'm going to tell him I'm sorry. And, and I'm going to ask him to make me a servant. I'm not worthy to be your son. Why? Because he was hungry. It wasn't heartfelt. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the 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 emotion that came from the fact that he realized, man, I, I disrespected my father. I hurt my father. I must have broke my father's heart. I need to go and I need to, Father, please forgive me. You did not deserve that. You know, no, he was hungry. So we know, we know he comes to the father. And what does the father do? Right away, put that robe back on his back. I did not take it off. Put the ring back on his finger. I didn't strip him of his authority. Put shoes back on his feet. No son of mine is going to be a servant. So you see, the father's, the father, listen to this, guys. The father's view and opinion, okay, is the only one that defines us. The father's view and opinion, this is grace, is the only one that defines us that defined that son. So in answering that question, all right, as soon as your mindset changes, as soon as your mindset changes, I must not be doing something right. I must have done, I must have done things wrong, all right? This must be my fault. This, 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 this is my doing. This is you know, I, I, I made my bed and now I have to lie in it, okay? You know, I, 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 I did, I did, I, I messed up, I messed up, it's my fault. You know, I, I, I oh, this, is, this, this, this pain is more than I can bear. I, I, this anxiety is, oh, you know, wh what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to get, okay, all right. Will that hinder you? I'm going to tell you, yes, 
And Jesus is going to say, yes, it will hinder you if you remain in the pigsty. See, that's what hinders you. Your mindset and your belief system. You believe it's up to you. You believe it's on you. You believe, you believe it's what you need to do or what you need to become. Jesus said, it will be a hindrance if you stay in the pigsty. It will be a hindrance if you stay in the old covenant. It will be a hindrance if you stay in the do-it-yourself system. It will be a hindrance if you believe this new covenant of mine, my grace, is an assistance needed covenant that I need your assistance. As long as you stay there, you're going to allow a hindrance. But as soon as you turn and you realize the father's view and opinion is the only opinion that counts. And his view and opinion of me is I am righteous. I'm holy. I'm perfect. I'm complete. Period. I'm qualified. Period. All that he has is mine. Period. I am already a son. I already have healing. I already have protection and provision. I already have. Now what do I need to do? I need to rest. I need to go to sleep. I need to go to rest and go to sleep, right? And that means shut the door to the pigsty, right? And now I open the door to my new mindset. I am... I can, and I have. And as Jesus is, so am I. Now, um, there's a portion of scripture that I wanted to look at. And it's in Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. It's one of, it's one of my favorite portions of scripture. Because you know, Pastor Laurie, you know what we always hear? God has done everything. There's nothing left for God to do. Right? It's true that God has already done everything and that God has already provided everything. It's true that within us is everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. Okay? It's true. But it's not true to think or to say, here, here you go, guys that God is not going to do anything anymore. That God is done doing because he's already done it. Now, this is a little bit different than what you've heard. Is this a little bit different than what you've heard? Now, here's my go-to verse. Here's my go-to verse. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly, come frankly, come bluntly, Onto the throne of grace. 
that we may obtain mercy. You know what? I'm glad that that's not where it ends. Let us come boldly before the throne of grace. It's a throne of grace, and when you come before the throne of grace, you're going to obtain mercy. And, see, there's an end there, Lori. Pastor Lori, there's an end there. And I don't know if you can see my notes, but I highlighted what comes after the end, and I made the font like five or six sizes bigger because then it says, and you will find grace to help in the time of need. That tells me, although God has done it all and God has given all, when I come before his throne of grace and I obtain mercy, he's going to give me help in my time of need. He's going to help me. He is going to help me. He's going to help me. He's not finished doing. He's not done it all. Okay? Because if he's done it all, then this scripture is wrong and it's a lie. And this scripture is not wrong and it's not a lie. He has, he has not done it all because that would mean he's going to stop helping us. And he's never, ever, ever going to stop helping. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace where we obtain mercy and, and find grace to help in time of need. The Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit will Always, always help in our time of need. Help what? This is the power of grace. This is the power of Jesus. His faith. His believing. His authority. His power. Him. His. Him. I look to him. I fix my eyes on him. I keep hearing message about him and I rest in him and I rest in his love and I let grace grace help me. I don't try to do. I don't try to do. So again, anything is a hindrance that you have believed is a hindrance. What you believe makes it a hindrance. And you believing in that hindrance is keeping, uh, please forgive me, I'm just quoting Luke chapter 15 where Jesus is teaching, is keeping you in the pigsty. It's just a simple shifting of the mindset that's gonna get that robe, right? That robe back in place, that ring back in place, those shoes back in place where the father's view and opinion is the only one that matters. Now, I want to let you know one thing in closing. There's only one thing that, that makes you fall from grace. What do you think it is, Pastor Lori? Me? That's good. That's, that's true. Me. Okay. But it's not sin. It's not sin. Well, I can't expect God to do anything for me because right now I know I'm, I, there's something in my life that I need to get rid of. And, you know, it's, it's, there's, you know, I've confessed it, but, 
you know, it still has a grip on me, you know, so this, it's not that. It's not sin. It's not sin. Sorry. We're killing some sacred cows here. You want to know what it is? I'm going to tell you what it is. Well, I'm not going to tell you what it is because you might just think this is Pastor Lenny's opinion. This is not Pastor Lenny's opinion. This is, pa this is the Apostle Paul's opinion. There's a little bit more weight on his opinion than mine. Right, Laura? Pastor Laurie? All right. So look at Romans chapter 4. Not Romans chapter 4. Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. For I testify again to every man that aligns himself with that do-it-yourself system, circumcision, reverts back to the law, right? That he is a debtor to do the whole law. You know what? If you want to put this on you, if you want to put this on your effort, if you want to put this on you have to, you must, you need to, then you're in debt to keep the whole law. If that's how you want to live, right? So I, for I testify again to every man that is circumcised, right? That means adhering to the do-it-yourself system, keeping the law. It's up to you, do-it-yourself system, that you are a debtor to do the whole law. Now listen to what it says in verse 4. This, I don't get scared by too many things. This scares me. This frightens me. Verse 4. Christ is become of no effect unto you whosoever are justified by the things you do, by the law, you have fallen from grace. You have fallen from grace. Guys, you can't change the equation. It's Jesus, period. Remember those tells. You need to, you have to, you must. And this is how it says it in the Passion Translation. I know Pastor Laurie likes this translation. And it says, I say it again emphatically. If you let yourselves be circumcised, right? If you revert back to the law, if you revert back to the do-it-yourself system, you are obliged to fill, fulfill every single one of the commandments and regulations of the law. You see, so if you believe it's up to you, then you better, you better get ready to make it all up to you. You better get there and know what the Big Ten are, the 613, and you better be ready to keep every single last one of them. You do it. You do that. Then we'll talk about the blessing. Oh, this is scary. Is this scary or what? If you want to be made holy by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you have cut off more than you can chew. You have cut yourselves off, this is scary, from the anointed one and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. So guys, I want you to just sit back. It's not on you. It's not on you. Stop beating yourself over the head. You know, what you used to do, how you used to think, right? You're not believing enough now. You're not standing enough now. You don't have enough faith now. You don't have enough this. You don't have enough that. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing... 
Turn it into, Jesus, you've done it all. Jesus, you've done it all. I believe in you, Jesus. That means I'm fully qualified. Thank you for loving me, Jesus. Thank you for loving me, Jesus. Father, thank you that the only view and opinion that matters in this world is the view and opinion you have of me. And you have the same view and opinion of me that you have of Jesus. And now that's the only view and opinion I'm going to have of myself. And now you know what I'm going to do, Daddy God. And now you know what I'm going to do, Jesus. And now you know what I'm going to do, Holy Spirit. What am I going to do, Pastor Lori? Rest. Rest. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. Go to bed, guys. It's time for us to crush guilt, shame, and condemnation. Get yourself out of the equation. It's not an assistance. It's not an assistance covenant. You plus Jesus. It's not. It's Jesus only. Hey, I love you. I thank you for everything you do for me, for Pastor Lori, for this ministry. And uh, I, I just love you. Reach out and I promise I'll reach out. I'll reach back out to you. And, uh, you know, there's so many things Pastor Lori and I want to, want to do. There's so many more venues we want to get, get, get on and be a part of. We want to get this message out as far and as wide as we can. We believe it's needed. We believe Holy Spirit has given it to us. You know, uh, we, want to come, we want to become you know, bigger with it and better with it. And we want to see this ministry grow. And uh, in order for that to happen, you know, it, it, it takes, it takes um, you know, finances. And, and, and God will bless and God does bless. But the way he does is, is through you guys. And, and we are so appreciative of those of you who, who are who are blessing us. And, and for those of you who want to and are not sure how to, there's two main ways. And there's a text to give phone number. It makes it so easy. 845-250-6508. You can, you can simply bless us with a one-time gift or we'd love, you, we'd love for you to become a, a, a partner, a, a true grace partner with us. Okay, and then the other way is, of course, you can visit our our website, all one word, New Life Ministry, M H V V, as in Victory, dot org, New Life Ministry, M H V dot org. Those are the two easiest ways. And remember, if you like this message, subscribe to our channel, and if you like it, share it with a friend. Keep sharing and let's get this message just, just exploded throughout the internet. We love you. And Pastor Lori and I will see you next time. <coughs> 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 <coughs>